0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. God is good. It's so good to be together again in God's presence. You know, just feel like, just continue worshiping Him. No, oh, the glory of God. That's where we all came from. <laughs> yeah, We came out of Him. So we are at home in His presence, because that's where we belong. Amen. It's where we belong. So you're all welcome this morning. Uh, it's good to see Swazi. Yeah, glory to God (laughs) My Lord, you're welcome, every one of you You're so special And I want you to know that Jesus loves you more than you can imagine Did you hear that? Yeah, more than you can imagine, I'm telling you laid his life down for you. And there's nothing he will not do for you. You see, it says, greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for a friend. Is there anybody that has died for you before? All the people that tell you they love you, how many of them have died for you? None. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't love you, but not to that extent. But Jesus left heaven, left his throne, left his glory, came down, humiliated, went through so much, and he died for you. That's why he deserves the glory. Amen. That's why he deserves the glory. So, sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of the sacrifice, the cost of our salvation. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we take it for granted. But I'm telling you, although it is free, it is not cheap. Turn to someone and say, though it is free, it is not cheap. Yeah. It's free to you. But it was a high price he paid. To him it wasn't free. To us it's free. To him it was his life. He had to lay his life down. So that we can live in His glory. So that we can walk with Him and be reconciled to the Father. And that's why, you know, um, we need to be sober and be vigilant. That's why we need to pay attention to what is going on. That's why we cannot afford to allow ourselves to drift into the traps of the enemy. Yes. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for all that you have done. All that you have done to save us. Save us from sin. Save us from the power of the enemy. To save us even from ourselves. Save us from our ways. Our wicked ways, our dark ways, our ways of destruction. A way that seemed good to us, but a way of destruction, a way of death. You've saved us. So I want to say thank you this morning. And let your word bring revelation. Let it bring understanding. Let it bring salvation. Let it bring deliverance. Let it bring healing. Let it bring freedom. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Be sober, be vigilant. All right. Be sober, be vigilant. first Peter chapter 5 I read verse 8 it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour your adversary you have an adversary did you know that did you know that you have an adversary you, you, you know that there's, there's someone that hates you. You didn't do anything to him. But he hates you. Just for being you. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you find yourself among some people and you feel like apologizing for being yourself? Because of the way they look at you. <laughs> the way they... Re- Respond to your presence. You feel like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I'm here. (laughs) You know. Uh, But I want you to know that the enemy, he hates God so much. Okay? He hates God so much, but he cannot touch God. God is too powerful. He can't. There's nothing he can do. To, to hurt God. So what does he do? He sees you and I made in God's image. After his likeness. So because he can't get at God. He decides okay fine. The closest thing to God. Is what I'm going to go after. And that's how come he became your adversary. Because God gave you what. He was deprived of. Okay? Actually, he had it, but he, he sold out. And so he was expelled from heaven. And because he was expelled from heaven, now he can't be close to God. Now he can't experience the, 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 the glory of God's presence. and they said death sentence hanging upon him so he says okay fine how do i get god how do i how do i hurt him he says okay you are the apple of his eye and because of that i'm going to come after you so as to hurt him that's why it's not because you did anything no There are some people that are hated because they are the children of somebody. Haven't you heard about, haven't you, you know about cases like that? The person didn't do anything, didn't do anything, but just because you are the son of somebody that is hated. Because you are the son of somebody that is hated, or you are the daughter of somebody that is hated, you now become you become an enemy meanwhile you d- you've done nothing maybe you look like the person they hate <laughs> okay each time you show up they say oh you look like your father and then they hate you because of that you didn't do anything and you didn't choose to look like your father Am I correct? Yeah. You didn't choose to look like your father. You were, you were made in his image. After his likeness. You look like him. You remind him of God. And so he doesn't like it. And he decides, I'm going to contend against you. I'm going to do what I can to destroy you. That's the reality of life. And it doesn't matter whether you're born again or not. Every human being was made in God's image after God's likeness. So he hates humanity because of that. And that's why the Bible says we need to be sober. Come on. Be sober. What does it mean to be sober? Come on. Talk to me. You know I like responses, right? What does it mean to be sober? Come on. Um yeah, not you are trying to explain it, but to be not not drunk. That's right. Yes. Huh? To, to to be to to be free of intoxication. Yes, not drunk. Yes, sober. All right? You're free from intoxication. You are free from uh, <laughs> I don't know what you said, but whatever you said. I'm sure it's right. Because you are in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah, so be sober. All right? Be clear in your mind. All right? You need to have a clear mind. You need to be free from uh, drunkenness. All right? You need to be well balanced in your mind. Balanced in your thinking. All right. You need to be alert. Okay, vigilance means alert. Okay. All right, let's read in the Amplified. It says, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. All right. So, well-balanced. It's important to be well-balanced, especially in this day and age. Because it is so easy to go to one extreme. It's so easy to become like everybody else. Why? Because it doesn't require much thinking for you to be like everybody else. Do you know that? Yeah. It doesn't require much thinking. You don't need to apply your mind much. Have you seen sheep when they are crossing the road? Once one goes, everyone is going. And you can see cars are coming. They they don't care. They they are not thinking. They're just following. Okay, so that's how some people live. They, they don't sit down to think. And to say, why is this? Why are we going this way? Oh, why are we talking like this? Why are we sounding like this? <laughs> yeah? So you need to be well balanced and self-disciplined. A disciplined mind is a sign of sobriety. It's a mind that is sober. A mind that is not all over the place. Because sometimes, sometimes Christians, sometimes we Christians, we don't really engage our minds much. But we should. We should. Okay? Why? Because your mind is a gift from God. Did you know that? Amen. Yeah, the mind. The, your mind is given to you by God. It's a gift from God. And you need to use it. But you need to know how to use it. You need to know where it belongs. So if you don't use it, the enemy will use it. Your adversary wants your mind, he wants to use your mind. So, um, Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. So the word vigilance means alert. Okay? Be awake. Don't be sleepy. Okay? Don't be in a state of stupor. Don't be in a state where you are. Your mind is foggy, cloudy. You, have you been there? Where sometimes you, you, it's like your brain—you can't even think. Maybe you're so exhausted. You've been, you know, whatever it is you're going through, and then you find that you, you 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 can't, um, you find that you, you 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 can't really think clearly. That's not a good state of mind. Those are times that. You can become vulnerable, and the enemy can take advantage of those moments. All right? So what does he do? We've talked about how the enemy has his own bartenders, right? That serve us. Serve us all kinds of drinks. Because when, you talk, when we talk about being sober, many times you just think about physical drinks. There are different types of intoxication, all right? There's physical intoxication, but that's not the only kind of intoxication, right? Yeah, there's physical intoxication, but do you know that there's also mental intoxication? Yeah, so there are different types of intoxicants. First of all, there's the physical one, okay? Well, the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, okay? In Ephesians um, chapter 5, verse 18, right? But be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, don't be drunk with wine. That's speaking about physical intoxication. All right? So, the Bible frowns against physical intoxication. All right? Yeah. So, it says, um, anyway, I don't want to go there. Yeah, so, but there is mental intoxication. Yeah, there's mental intoxication. There are thoughts that the enemy will release over your mind, intoxicating thoughts. You start thinking, you think so negative, you think so... Their thoughts. I, I know somebody. I've been praying for this person. This person is one of the most negative people I've ever come across in my life. So, no matter what, he will find something negative to say about a situation. And I don't understand. But I think it's, a, it's he's drunk. You know? He's drunk. Mentally drunk. <laughs> so whatever he sees is colored with negativity. Just like when somebody's drunk physically, when somebody's drunk physically, he can't really, it's his sense of judgment, his sense of vision. That's why they say don't drink and drive. Why do they say that? Because your sense of judgment is really impaired. When you are intoxicated, and you look, you think something is far, meanwhile it's near, and you drive into it. And many people have died because of that. Okay? That's, that's, that's what happens. But do you know that mentally, some people are in that state as well? Yeah. So, when you have a conversation with them, there is a way they interpret what you are saying. There is a way... You, and you are shocked. As how did you come, arrive at this kind of conclusion? I mean, they, I didn't say anything along those lines. But this is what I'm saying. And then you find that... No. They are mentally intoxicated. There is something they drank that has affected their ability to understand what you are saying. So, the enemy wants us to be intoxicated with his own drink. There are thoughts he projects to us. There are thoughts he projects to people. He projects thoughts to you about yourself. He projects thoughts to you about God. He projects thoughts to you about your future. He projects thoughts to you about the church. He projects thoughts to you about your spouse. He projects thoughts to you about your parents. He projects thoughts about your boss. He projects thoughts about your subordinates. He projects thoughts about your neighbor. (laughing) You see? Yeah, so the mind is a powerful place that can dis- determine the direction of your life. That's why the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. So, because of that, the enemy invests a lot in the thought realm. He has a lot of bartenders in the, in the mental arena. The mental bar. <laughs> so there's a mental bar where the enemy will go and he's serving this drink. And when you look into the mirror, that thought comes look at yourself. And he continues. Now, We know that one sip is not enough to make you drunk. Right? But you need to take enough, and depending on your tolerance level. (laughs) But if you take enough of those thoughts, you'll be drunk. And once you're drunk, your behavior is affected, your perception is affected. Your walk is affected. And suddenly, that which you used to have energy for, you now realize that you can't do it anymore. And nothing has happened to you. You just drank. <laughs> you drank some thoughts <laughs> to the point of intoxication. So when he says be sober, it's not only talking physical. Physical. You need to be sober. Think about what you're thinking. Say, neighbor, come on, talk to someone. Think about what you're thinking. Yeah. Think about it. So, think about what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Think about what you're hearing now. Think about it. (laughs) Yeah. So, It's important for us to be sober. Why? Because we have an adversary. And our adversary hates us. But he is looking for how to get us. And we must not make it easy for him. So how do you make it easy for the enemy? When you allow him, when you give him room in your mind. You know that the enemy has occupied space in some people's minds. Actually, he has residence in some people's minds. Yeah, that's why the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Don't give any place, not even a foothold, not even a thought. Jesus says, take no thought. (laughs) Take no thought. There are some thoughts you shouldn't accommodate in your mind. Shouldn't. I remember the times I used to be suicidal. You won't believe that, but there was a time like that. And to tell you that it was actually the enemy, I didn't have any problem. Okay? You know, there are some people that maybe, okay, they've gone through rough time in life. They've gone through whatever, and they're so frustrated, and then they just... I didn't have any of those things. I just got up and started hating life. And started wishing to die. Can you imagine that? Where did those thoughts come from? The bartender. <laughs> huh? Yeah, the bartender. He but now, those thoughts, it can be suicidal thoughts, it can be lustful thoughts, it can be jealous thoughts, Thoughts of jealousy. It can be thoughts of envy. Come on. It can be thoughts of hatred, bitterness. That's right. Those are all thoughts. Okay? It's because Jesus said that what defiles a man comes from within. It's not what you drink that defiles you physically, but it's what you drink spiritually which comes from within. So, he serves that drink. And many times, God's people drink. They're not sober enough. They don't, they don't realize, they don't recognize when the, the enemy is serving that drink. So, next time you start feeling jealous, know that there's a drink called jealousy. Are you following me? Yeah. Next time, when you start feeling... Hatred. Know that there is a drink called hatred. And the list goes on and on. He has many varieties of drinks. Just like when you go to the bar, there are many, many options, right? Different cocktails they have for you. So the devil has his own cocktails. And you just... He just mix this, mix that, mix that. And then, you know, when you drink it. (laughs) Rage begins to. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Don't allow him. Please, I beg you. Don't drink from his cup. Doesn't matter how fancy it looks. Doesn't matter how it sounds, how sweet it sounds. Okay? It doesn't matter how soothing it is. Don't take it. Because if you do, it's going to wreck your life. So, there are are thoughts that can be intoxicating. And that was one of the problems Jesus had with the religious community. They had thoughts that they used to have about Jesus. You know? And Jesus would say, why, why, why are you thinking this kind of thoughts? Why? Why? He knew where the thoughts came from. They have not said anything. Can you imagine? They're just, they're just there. Jesus is there, you know, ministering, helping somebody healing somebody, and they're looking and they're like, it's like when Jesus said to the paralyzed man, he says, your sins are forgiven you. Rise up, take up your bed and walk. And those people were like, they were reasoning among themselves. (laughs) It wasn't that Jesus heard their conversation, but by the word of knowledge, He was able to discern their thoughts. But it says that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. sins. Says the man, take up your bed and walk. Go home. Whether it's Sabbath day or not, man deserves to be healed. But religion will tell people that no, don't do good on this day. It say there are six days in which to do good. You can heal uh, for six days, but on the Sabbath day, leave the Sabbath day alone is for God alone. Don't heal anybody. Huh? Can you see how when somebody is drunk with the thoughts of the enemy, it affects the way they even process things? Yeah. It affects them. So, that's why we need to pay attention. We need to be sober in our minds. Be sober in your thinking. Think about what you are thinking. Watch what you allow in your mind. Watch the kind of thought you allow to settle in your mind. Because your thoughts will determine the direction of your life. You can never go to where your mind has not been. No. You cannot accidentally just succeed. No, you have to think the right thoughts. You cannot just accidentally fail. You have to think the wrong thoughts. You see? So, let's be aware. Okay? Let's be aware of how our adversary works. He's not going to stand with a, with a, with a fork and horns, a red um, suit or whatever to say, hey, I'm your adversary. I'm the devil now. I'm going to kill you. No, no, no. Let me tell you, the enemy's best strategy is for him to operate without you knowing that he's operating. <laughs> you see? Yeah. He never comes straight, he knows. If he comes straight, you will you you have the weapons, you know. You have the weapons to deal with him. So what does he do? He hides, he camouflages. Okay. He projects thoughts. He's far. He projects those thoughts, and you think it's your own thoughts. You think they are your thoughts. They are not your thoughts, they are his thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So for me, one of the ways that I got liberated in my thought realm was with Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And you've heard me say that many times. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 delivered me. <laughs> Saved me. All right. And what does it say? Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The King James says, think on these things. So what did I do? I took Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 and I began to speak it every day. I will speak it minimum like three times a day. Sometimes like ten times a day. Okay? I just read it and I say, I had a, this pocket, this Gideon's pocket Bible. You know, that those those. Um, New Testament, yeah, I had one of those blue ones. How many people have had that, you know? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, so I had that, so on my way to school, I would open it, and then I will read, I will read this, and I'll say, Eric, you're not going to think any thought outside Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 is a boundary around your mind. And you're only going to think thoughts that are true, only thoughts that are noble, only thoughts that are pure, only thoughts that are lovely, only thoughts that are of good report, only thoughts that are virtuous, only thoughts that are praiseworthy. Anything outside of this is not allowed in your mind. And I didn't know. I just kept doing it. And Nobody taught me this thing. I believe it was the Holy Spirit. I was just inspired to do it, and I started doing it. And I was doing it, you know. I put in so much doing it. In the morning, I'll do it. Break time, I will do it. You know, any time it crosses my mind, I will do it. So I, I can't even count how many times in a day I used to do it. But I used to do it so much that by the third month... I think, I don't know, maybe about, yeah, maybe in less than third month. I think second month. I was just doing it as usual. And then I heard a voice say, have you noticed that you don't have those thoughts anymore? Hallelujah. I had broken that thing over my mind, hallelujah, by the power of God's word. And since then, till date, I've not had any struggle. Glory to God. So, you have to be sober. I think I drank so much of the scripture that I got drunk with the scripture. And there was no room for any other drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Satan's drink had no space in my mind. I'd rather be intoxicated with the Word of God than some thoughts fabricated and released from hell. No! I refuse to allow that. Hmm? So, one of the things you can do about your mind is the Word of God. Amen. That would help you. Amen. If you do it, there's no way you can do this and you remain negative in your thinking. It's not possible. There's no way you'll be doing this and then you become fearful. You, you, you can't. It, this, is, this has more power than fear. Do you get my point? Our problem is that we don't apply the word of God enough. We do it once, twice, and then we stop. Instead of being consistent, consistently applying and applying, it's like you—you you go to the gym, you want to train, and then you now you only go once a week. What benefit is that? you go, when you get there, you say, no, today, I'm going to do head to toe. Hmm. Yeah. Three hours in the gym. And then after that, you wait till next week. How effective is that? You see? But that's what we're doing spiritually. That's what we do spiritually. You know, just, yeah, you know, don't go to church too much, you know. Just just be moderate in this. And you want victory. But then, when you are drinking from the enemy, you are not moderate. You, 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 can you see how he has, you know, deceived us? I think that when it is... Things of God, then you are trying to say, hey, let's take it easy. You know, just a little sip is enough. But then when is the enemy's, oh, you're taking liters upon liters. (laughs) And then after that, you get upset with God. You say, well, but I prayed and he didn't come through for me. Why? Why didn't he come through for you? Because you are drunk with the wrong drink. Yeah. Say be sober. Be vigilant. Yeah. So think. Be sober minded. Let your mind be disciplined. Let your thoughts be right. Don't stop suspecting everybody. Everybody that moves like this, you say, mm, I can discern. <laughs> no, that's not discernment. That's a drink you're having. You're not discerning anything. Just trying to spiritualize what. <laughs> yeah. Some people have the gift of suspicion. They call it discerning of spirits. Yeah. You say, yeah, I just discerned. One day somebody came to me like that, you know, strange. You think you can fool me? You don't know I teach the word, so I know these things. Yo, pastor, you know, I have this discernment. I have this gift. You know, I can discern this. I say, oh, really? Okay, fine. All right. Let's put it to test. How do you discern? How does the gift operate? Tell me how it operates. When the person explained to me, ah, I said, no. That is not the gift of discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits doesn't work like that. Okay? That is suspicion. It's not the Holy Spirit. You can say, okay, I'm suspecting. Don't don't try to say I'm discerning. Say I'm suspecting. Yeah, that's okay. You are safe when you say that. No, I'm suspecting this. Don't come and say you know, I'm discerning. I'm discerning fikile. And I can, you know, I can discern. What is that? It's a drink you're having. Get that thing out of your mind. Hallelujah. Yeah. So there are drinks of the enemy that are in the form of thoughts. But then there are also drinks of the enemy that are in the form of feelings. Emotional intoxication. Ah. (laughs) Ha! You know, we all have feelings. God made us, He gave us feelings. Because I'm telling you, God is a God of feelings. God has feelings himself. Okay? But his feelings are balanced. Unlike ours. (laughs) You can just wake up one day and then you just... It's a blue Monday. Tomorrow is Monday. We're fasting tomorrow. So you can just wake up angry. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? You wake up. Nothing has happened. You just feel not right. There's something not right about today. Say, what is it? I just feel it. I can't explain, but I feel it. Be careful. I know, yes, that you can sense things. All right? There is a place for that. But I'm just talking. That Sometimes, you know, You can just, maybe you don't like this person. You just now start saying that you feel some things about the person. Just say it's not your type. (laughs) Yeah, you're not attracted to such people. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to be attracted to everybody. But don't now come and now begin to make a doctrine out of it. You just have, you, you are allowed to have preferences. Okay? God doesn't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. But then don't, don't say, oh, each time this person comes in, I just feel. What is that? It's not about, it's, 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 there's nothing spiritual about that. How many people know what I'm talking about? Is it, is it coming too close to home? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you're safe. I won't deceive you. I promise you. Tell you the truth. Even if you don't like it. Just get used to it. Amen? Yeah. So, you... You have to be careful the kind of feelings, the kind of emotions you allow. Because some emotions can be toxic. Right? You can be in a particular environment and certain, all kinds of things are flowing in that environment and then before you know it, it starts affecting you. It starts beclouding your judgment. And so you can't be You can't make sound decisions now because your emotions are all over the place and what is it that causes your emotions to be all over the place? There is something somebody said about this person and there is something somebody showed you about this person and there is something this one here and all of a sudden now it has affected your sense of judgment. So you can get so drunk with that that you are not able to accurately to make the right judgment. If we're going to mature and walk with God, okay, if we're going to walk in the glory of God, if we're going to walk in the power of God, you need to master these things I'm telling you about. Because some of us, God cannot anoint us as he would like to because we are here and there and here and there and there. Because the moment, if that kind of power that you want, you are praying for, starts manifesting in your life and you have not learned to be sober. You can destroy yourself. It's like a drunk driver at top speed. <laughs> yeah. But some people... God will say, okay, fine. I can see you're not ready. Although you're really hungry for my move, although you're really hungry for my power, you're really hungry for my glory, I will withhold this until you become sober. Until you are well balanced in your thinking. Okay? Because being sober it means also means to be well balanced. So you are able to balance things properly. When somebody says things, you don't take it out of context and then stretch it, overstretch it and make it to say what it is not saying. You, you, don't, you are sober, so you, you don't do that. And even if you see somebody explode and is you know, a- expressing themselves in a particular way, you're not going to allow that to also be cloud your judgment because you are sober, you can see, you can accurately discern, you can accurately see, okay, this person is like this because of this, because of that. You know, I told you that, told you before, that sometimes people behave in a particular way, not because they are evil, but it's because they are wounded. Is that not so? Yeah, so that person is wounded, that person is in a state, and so you won't now begin to destroy the wounded. It has been said of the church that this is one of the armies that shoots its wounded. Let's not be like that. Let's not shoot our wounded. Somebody is down. Then you kick him and stab him. No, don't do that. If he's down, stretch your hand and lift him up. Hallelujah. Lift him up and say, oh, help your wounded brother. Don't be quick to say, yeah, God is judging him for his wickedness. That is it. No, let's not be like that. That's not the spirit of Christ. Jesus was not like that. Let's not be like that. Huh? Let's be like that. Somebody goes through some certain things, and then you all of a sudden. I used to be like that, so that's why I understand these things. Yeah. You know, I can use the scripture to explain every situation and say, This is because of this, because of that. And God has to open my eyes and say, You're wrong. That's not right. I have to start repenting. said, God, help me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I didn't know. And He will help you. Amen? But we want to be intoxicated with the wine of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When you drink the wine of the Spirit. Ooh! Yeah. Great things happen in your life. Let me show you this in closing. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 18, Ephesians 5:18. it says, "Do not get drunk with wine, okay? Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. okay? Be filled with the spirit. Take the Holy Spirit until you get full, okay? Many times we don't take enough of the Holy Spirit. But you need to take it until you get to the point of intoxication. And so, let's read the next verse. You see what people, people who are intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. What what what, what do we see? Next verse. Okay. Do not be drunk with wine. Okay. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. These are products of being full of the Spirit. Haven't you seen people who are drunk? They, they're drunk, they're walking, uh, and they're singing all kinds. All of a sudden, they are singing songs that don't even exist. Isn't it? but now when you are drunk with the Holy Spirit you can start singing songs look at what he's saying speaking to one another in Psalms it's not just the Psalms of David you will now begin to bring out your own Psalms hallelujah because you are so full you need to drink so much of it if it's not flowing it's because you are not full you are not full yet you have had a sip It's not, you're not yet full. You're not yet intoxicated. That's why it's not flowing. You know, spiritual songs. These are songs you've never learned before. It's good to learn new songs. It's good to, you know, to sing all those songs that we're singing. But how good would it be Then we start singing songs we never learned before? Hallelujah. Spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You are not complaining. That's why I said to you before, if you, you cannot drink of the wine of the Spirit, be full of the Spirit and then be grouchy. No, you cannot be negative and being full of the Holy Spirit, it's impossible. It's impossible. You cannot be grouchy. You cannot be murmuring, complaining. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, if you are full of the Holy Spirit, you're singing. You're making melody in your heart. Singing to the Lord. Hallelujah. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Hallelujah. Let His praises fill His temple. Hallelujah. You just begin to sing to the Lord. You sing, you make melody. Sometimes I'm driving the car and then I just find myself singing songs I've never sung before. I'm just enjoying myself. But I wish I can have it more and more and more. Speaking to one another. How are we speaking? Are we gossiping? Are we gossiping? Are we complaining? Are we murmuring? We a drink. That's a wrong drink. But if it is the drink of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, you speak to one another. in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Your heart will be, melody, hallelujah, will be flowing out of you. Thanksgiving, giving thanks always for all things. It's, you see, giving thanks always, when you are not full of gratitude, is because you have not drank of the Spirit. When you drink of the hot spirit, it makes you full of gratitude. Giving thanks for all things to God, your Father. Maybe you've not seen what you want. Maybe you've not experienced what you are trusting God for. You're not saying, oh, nobody knows. Nobody knows how much suffering I'm going through. No, 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 no. That is a different drink. But someone who has drank of the spirit is saying, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Hallelujah. You know, things might not be going well, but you just say, He makes all things beautiful in his time. Hallelujah. You sing, you make melody in your hearts to God. That's what a sober mind is. A mind. That is not allowing the enemy's drink, but is full of God, full of gratitude. Stop complaining, stop murmuring, start praising God, start giving glory to God. It will do you good. Hallelujah. Even if You are being, you feel pain. You remember what um, Job said? Though he slays me, yet will I praise him. Hallelujah. And it wasn't God that was doing that to him. But his limited understanding. He said, God, even if you are going to kill me, I'm not going to stop praising you that is someone that is drunk with God. Take a drink of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Our time is gone. Mighty God. I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me for every wrong drink I have taken from the enemy. Whatever I have allowed in my spirit Whatever I have allowed. Forgive me Lord. Forgive me. Yes. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be full of you. I want the fullness of God. Hallelujah. I want to be filled with the fullness of God. I don't want to be full of what the world is saying. I don't want to be full of what my circumstances are saying. I don't want to be full of what people around me are saying. I don't want to be so negative. Forgive me for being negative. Forgive me for allowing the enemy to influence my life, to influence my thinking, to influence my vision, to influence my direction in life. Have mercy on me, Lord. Lord, I ask for your spirit. Fill me. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your word. Fill me with your glory. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your power. That's what I want to drink. I want to drink of your glory. I want to drink of your presence. Come on. Talk to him. Talk to him. Tell him. Tell him that. Yes. Fill. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me till I want much more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Fill my cup, Lord, I'll lift it up, Lord, come and quench. This thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven Fill me till I want much more Fill my cup Fill it up and make me whole Amen We're going to break bread right now. Take your communion. And as we drink this cup, I want you by faith. I want you to by faith believe God. That you will be filled with the Spirit of God. You'll be filled with the wine of the Spirit. You'll be filled with the fullness of God. You will be filled. You'll be filled. Mighty God. These emblems are symbolic. The wafer symbolizes the body of Jesus that was broken for us. And the cup speaks of the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. As you partake of this today, I want you to know, I want you to know that by faith, the same power that was upon the body of Jesus be releasing in your life. If there's anything you've been going through, I want you to trust God. I want you to believe God. Okay, just take some time to open this thing. You know, it, it requires a bit of skill. <laughs> it requires a bit of skill, but, you know, it's well packaged hallelujah so don't allow it to cause you to complain (laughs) amen take your time get it right maybe your neighbor can help you if you are not winning hallelujah okay are we are we ready okay Somebody say, I'm coming. I'm on my way. If, if you're not ready, say, I'm on my way. Almost there. Okay, almost there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for saying yes to the will of the Father, going to the cross, laying your life down for us. We appreciate that. And as we partake of this Lord, I ask for the same power, your power to be released, your glory, your spirit. Hallelujah. Your anointing to fill your people as they partake this morning. Let chains fall. Lord, my God, let minds be free in the name of Jesus. Lord, my God, I thank you. Let bodies be healed. In the name of Jesus, as they partake of this, let there be freedom as they partake of this this morning. Let there be revelation. Hallelujah. Let there be insight as they partake of this. Whatever Jesus has paid for, let it be made available to your people. Thank you, Father. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together in faith. This ministry has come to you live from every nation, Midrand.